Hello and welcome back to the Thinking Wealth podcast. This is episode number six and today we're going to be talking about moving into self-employment. Um, it's something that both myself and Alex have got a lot of experience in, that transition itself, uh, and we thought it'd be something worthwhile speaking about. Um, it's, it's a decision people are faced with uh, and it seems to be happening more and more uh, in all lines of work, to be honest with you. Uh, so first things first, moving into self-employment. Do you want to take the lead, mate? Do you want to start us off? No, like, well, I think just adding to what you just said, to be fair, there's always a, it's sort of like a, an unwritten rule that people tend to want to move into being their own boss and being self-employed and everything, but it comes with both pros and cons and it ain't as easy as just, you know, pulling that trigger because... Obviously, there are benefits to self-employment. There's also pitfalls to self-employment as well. Yeah, so, absolutely, yeah. You know, it's, I don't think there's ever a right time to move into it, but as, as we've said there at the beginning, it's like a, I don't know if it's a British thing or what, but people just want to work for themselves now in particular, don't they? I think that seems to be like the new approach. Mm. I think the old approach, maybe a couple of generations ago, was the opposite. I think that was, you know do well at school, mm. college, university, get a decent job mm. and work all your life for your pension come come the end. Mm. Uh, so the I suppose now, the world's it? changed, society's changing as well, the way we the way that we look at work and the and the value that we put against it. Um, that yeah might mean that more people are considering going self employed. The flexibility that it brings, that was my main attraction mm. to it. And in relation to like you know, personal finance, you've got uh, obviously more responsibility when you're looking after your own, uh, you know, well-being, financial well-being, you've got to take into consideration here. You say just, you know, expecting a some boss to pay you the money and then you can sort of, uh, you know, uh, put certain amount of money that you're receiving into your portfolio or whatever every month. When it's more uncertain, you've got to be more what's the word uh, strict with yourself more disciplined organised yeah, organized, yeah. So, and a lot of people don't like that they don't want to take responsibility for that so that's just I think it's one of the probably the one of the pitfalls that we've got here for, for moving into self-employment although I would suggest that it's sort of a a step up but not better than but like a, a step up in terms of self-responsibility self-discipline what it does for you as a person like. yeah yeah uh, then very often, obviously, that, that that's a benefit as a human being. You become more wholesome and everything. You have to take more responsibility, as we've said. One of the pitfalls is the same thing. If people aren't willing to take responsibility for themselves and you know their, their own financial intelligence, then then maybe they're better off not moving into self-employment. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely, yeah. Um, I think the main reason I, I decided to move on, it was at a time where... Um, I had still a young family, which I still have now, really. Um, and it was the, the the potential of earning better money in less time, mm. which straight away is always, uh, you know, a great position to be in. Uh, I would value my time probably more than anything. Uh, so the opportunity to potentially earn the same as or more in less time, for me, was a bit of a no-brainer. Uh, it gave me that sort of life balance which everyone's trying to strive for. Um, and when yeah. did you think it was a good time for you? Like, what happened in your life to make that happen? Um, well, I was in full-time work going back 
five days a week this would have been so 40 hours a week so back in 2000 I think it was the end of 2017 maybe the start of 2018 that was the last time I was working a full time job Mm. I then had the opportunity within the place where I was working at the time to drop a day which again I think was just another uh, step along the path to me eventually making the decision to go self-employed so I did that I think for another six months or so and then I just decided that another opportunity arose obviously for this to come about Um, I got offered more money to do pretty much the same job uh, same role somewhere else uh, working three days a week Uh, and yeah I suppose it wasn't so much a, a point in time it was more a set of circumstances that came about that basically made me make that decision and made it easier for me to make that decision because mm. mm. I don't think there is a right time for people to stem to their own personal uh, development I think where do they want to be and where are they right now because mm-hmm. ambitious people you tend to find are willing to take those risks people who are maybe less ambitious are more happy to just yeah I think it's it can people obviously will have their own opinion on this but that can be a bit of an illusion can't it it being a risk yeah and you know you're more secure in a an employed role well I think if any if if I the last 18 months rather is anything is anything to go by you could argue for and against that opinion I mean you could say oh yeah but you've been protected with the furlough scheme but I suppose the flip side of that is well it's not actually the company that's been keeping you there it's been the government yeah. So the is co- that yeah. secure? Because as soon as yeah. the government stopped that, especially if the business has been able to operate without you for so long, you could argue that it's not. It's the complete yeah. opposite of security. Because mm. when so, that yeah. money stops, the furlough stops. Then where does that leave you as a you know as an employee within a business? I agree. I agree. And the world's moving as, as you say. The last eighteen months, the world's just completely radically changed. There's not even a comparison to what it was before in terms of the work. <laughs> Yeah, workplace. There's going to be like jobs that can be systematized, systemized. <laughs> Easy for you to say, <laughs> Systemized jobs that can be systemized. They're just going to be, and they they just be. Capitalism generally finds the the the, the cheapest way to create the cheapest best product. Quickest, yeah, and you know you got people at Mackey's. I read the other day in a, in a newspaper article that. McDonald's are now testing robots to make the burgers and everything because in the US they were wanting to put the minimum wage to $15 and McDonald's were saying well if you're going to do that we're not going to employ anyone then because it's going to affect our bottom line so we're just going to make robots do it yeah and that's, I was going to say you know this does fall in line with uh, some other sort of global agendas potentially so to speak like AI doesn't it yeah artificial intelligence people who aren't real basically taking over in some capacity some way or another Mm. the most obvious example you know you've just given one there but like factory work for example people working within a factory setting the, the you know I, I guess the initial outlay to get one of these robots or machines or whatever it is that could potentially take over your role would potentially be expensive but after that there's no cost is there once that's paid off there's no 
No. No labour costs. No. No responsibility for looking after somebody employed. No pension. Yeah. No hassle. Less mm-hmm. HR. You can see why it's attractive, um, you know, to these big organisations, can't you? Like an Amazon, for why would, example. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. Why wouldn't they? And they'd probably say, well, especially with universal <laughs> basic income that people are shouting about right now, that's been trialled in a few countries. Wales, I think, got red. Yeah, yeah. I think the Scandinavian, one of the Scandinavian nations have already trialled it. And that, I think that's the future. There are, are there going to be enough jobs for people? I don't think there will. Nothing that can be repeated. It's just a repetitive job. They'll just get a robot to do it, won't they? Yeah. And therefore, so when going back to this, self-employment and employment, are there any safe jobs anymore? I think you might in tech, technology and things that are moving forward. But we've written here on our notes, like industrial age thinking. That's coming to an end now. We're in the digital, we're in the information age. And as that we come into that, whether people like it or not, jobs are going or at least they're moving yeah and the jobs that were needed in the industrial age which is mainly to do with the body and doing things with the body can now be replaced with technology like even the even the human brain some of these ai is much more effective than the human brain like the i think they did like had a chess match with the world champion a robot did yeah i saw that and the robot just smashed him out the yeah, park yeah and if it's the same video that i'd um that i watched they put a lot of chess games or scenarios in front of this robot um, who hadn't had any experience of chess at all prior Mm. and they just ran so many sort of games or scenarios like I say past this robot to the point where you just can't beat it no you just and it just gets better and it gets better quicker as well Mm. efficiency again Mm. so what do you think uh, in terms of self-employment what would help people make the choice and the decision to, to come out of employment into self-employment? What would you suggest would assist in that process? Um, maybe just taking a step back and, you know, really taking a step back and thinking about what's important to you as the individual. Um, and I suppose to add a bit more meat on the bone there, I suppose you could argue that somebody working five or even six sometimes even seven days a week for some people you know where's their work life balance family um, time spent with family if you've got young children for example I think it, yeah that's how I'd, that's where probably where I would start or if I was speaking to somebody considering this now it would be sit down take a step back and probably think about that what do you want to prioritise? Where do you want to spend your time? Because uh, we really are, like you've just mentioned, we are moving away from the sort of traditional thinking of, you know, your, your full-time work, nine to five, until the age of 65, as it is at the moment, or is it even 66 now, the age of retirement? Mm. It's not going to even be that for us, is it? No. You know, I'd be very surprised if there's even a pension scheme when we get to that age. <laughs> I'd be very surprised. Not in the way it is today. They might yeah. have something. Well, something wouldn't. to replace it. Mm. So, yeah, I suppose that's what I would say, mate, yeah. Try and sit down, strip it all back, and, yeah. And in terms of... Write down, prioritise. In terms simple. of personal finance methods, what would you suggest? Um, yeah, I mean, I suppose this is sort of... It's in line with, you know, what we're doing here at Thinking Wealth. Uh, when you take this step, you do become more 
um, respond, well, you become totally responsible for your finances, and that then kicks in. Obviously, investing and other in, in other income streams. So my first experience of this was property, and that was back in that was back when I was full time employed. That was back mm. in two thousand and twelve. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've gone self employed about three years ago. Since then, I've been able to prioritise more time into other investments, cryptos, precious metals, property, for example. Um, so I yeah, think it's important here as well. as well. Like we aren't rich. Nah. In, well, I suppose it depends how you're defining that, but in, compared to probably 95% of the world, we probably are, to be fair. But in terms of, like, uh, you know, we're not multi-millionaires here. We're, we're, like, learning and growing as you guys are learning and growing as well. This is, like, a movement rather than, like, us telling you something. This is, like, ideas that we've come across and that you can share with us and things like that. Like, when we mention multiple income streams there, there's so many that... You can you can now they call it side hustles, don't they? The Americans in particular, but you can like I don't know. We were speaking to a guy earlier in another place where we do some work, and he was talking about getting stuff from uh, imported, and he just sells it on Amazon as a side business to his property business. And obviously that takes time. It takes a bit of skills and knowledge. But in my opinion, anybody can create a thousand pound a month from just a little I don't know. Go to car boots on a Sunday and sell all your rubbish. Do you know what I mean? And then you can yeah. invest that into income generating assets. Yeah. And and if you think like in a ten year time scale rather than a I need to get this done in three months, that's when you start seeing the results on compounded and compounded over time. Yeah, no, that's a great that's a great way of putting it, yeah. Um Yeah, I mean Because really getting political. But yeah. It's always well, I suppose it's it's not political, is it? It's just human psychology, isn't it? And then we form our own opinion and biases around that that makes things maybe mm-hmm. political and whatever. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I've said it on a previous podcast episode. You know, you've got certain selection of people in society that are saying, "What a terrible time we're in," and yeah. so on and so forth. But I, I think the opposite. You know, like Alex has just said, in a lot of ways, there's never been a better time. There's so much opportunity out there. There's so many different ways to earn income in in a multiple of different ways, whether that's investing, whether you're using your time for money in a job, um, Amazon selling on the side. My other half does, um, she's really into sort of crafts and she doesn't make a fortune, but she's sort of combining her hobby with a little bit of cash on the side. It seems to be more and more people doing this. Mm. Um, and I like that. You know, I, some may lay that up as, Oh, people are having to work two or three jobs to support. Do you know what I mean? That mm. political stance of mm. the the work that's out there doesn't um, doesn't pay for a standard lifestyle that we should be able to lead in this mm. country. Mm. I don't think it's that. I think it's people just getting more in line with what they enjoy doing. I think. Yeah. And you know, I think that's again self-employment gives you that flexibility to do those things. Passion to profit. Well, yeah, that's a way of putting it. Trying yeah. to turn passion into something you can make a bit of money yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. And, and and another thing is, like with self-employment, it hasn't got to be a full-time self-employment. You can be employed, mm-hmm. start something on the side, and you never know where that'll end up going, mate. If you just start selling things on eBay, you buy a few things, you go onto eBay, you sell them, you might you might turn 500 quid in a week and go, flipping it. There's some, something oh, in this. There's something in this, and then yeah. you take more and more, you put more energy into it, and it just scales up. Sometimes... Not having a plan is the best thing you can do, I think, because 
although it goes against a lot of personal development, let's call it knowledge, advice, I think plans get in the way of life sometimes. And you try and stick to a plan. And when life's presenting, whatever you want to call that, it's presenting itself something to you. And when you've got that niche plan, you don't want to ever go outside of it. You're missing opportunity. Yeah, yeah. You become tunnel vision with things, don't you? Mm. But the opposite is also true. If you're not focused on something, then you're not putting the energy into it. And So the opposite is also true, but I think there's a fine balance, a balance there. Yeah, to strike, yeah, mm. absolutely. So what do you think is a pitfall of, of self-employment? I said earlier, didn't I, when we were discussing the podcast, I think the only thing that, personally... I uh, would put above self-employment in terms of uh, being employed in a job, a nine-to-five job, would be paid holiday. That's the only thing that self-employed people, I think, miss. Um, Because we've had the the discussion about... That's the classic that gets thrown at you here, but when you're employed... You're secure, and we've already discussed, are we? You know, are you really that secure in your role? I don't think so. Um, yep. Plus, you've got you've got time to you know, you've got time to do what you want. You know, at the moment I'm working sort of two, three, four days a week doing my surveying, which is sort of my background, my trade, as you were. Um, and I spend the other time of the week doing the things I enjoy on our business, on other businesses. That's that's how I choose to spend my time. I wouldn't have that luxury if I was employed, and that that in itself far out far outweighs being employed for yep. me personally. Yeah, so I I think one of the self-employment is sort of uh, once again it's only a perceived step up from employment in some people's eyes, but I think there's also levels perceived levels above that as well, like being a pro, uh, an investor in a business owner, which you get paid whether you work or not. Self-employment to me is you work and get paid for the work you're doing. So therefore, if you don't work, you don't get paid, which yeah. is when you go on holiday, you're not getting paid. Yeah. But a business owner is the business runs whether you're there or not. Yeah. So That's it's a test, and it? it's a different psychological. Well, it's more technical actually. Like you have to put the systems in place to make sure that cash yeah. flow is coming in whether you're there or not. And well, I th- from me, I think I touched on it. Maybe didn't explain it as well as I could have done. But being self-employed mm. gives you more opportunity. I believe in terms of time to look at other income streams. Of course, yeah, you got more time, yeah. You know, because I suppose I think what you were getting at there, you can be self-employed, but you're basically employed. Well, most people are. Yeah, you, yeah, to yourself. Exactly. Yeah, mm. and that's that's the only change. Yeah. Instead of being under the umbrella of a company or whatever, they're just paying you mm. direct. In fact, you probably do more hours for less money. You're just, you're just accountable to yourself, which yeah. is, once again, sometimes a bad thing mm-hmm. because you don't hold yourself to account as much as someone else will hold yeah, you to yeah, account. Yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. Which is why coaches and stuff are good because they say, right, by the next time you see me, I want you to have done this, otherwise don't come back or something like that. And, they, and you know, that's good, in my opinion. Um, what about benefits of self-employment? We've personal development a, is yeah, the main one. Touched on this, haven't we? Yeah, personal development. Yeah. Becoming a better, not a better person, but like a ambitious and drive and, and serving the world, I suppose. If you've got a, well, they call it a mission, it's horrible, but if, if you've got a mission to serve the world in whatever way you see fit, as uniquely as you can, like, you're not going to do that by 
generally speaking, as a whole, you're not going to do that by working in an office or generally it's very difficult to do that if you want to give I don't know a couple of million to charity when you die probably not going to do that unless you're working for Facebook or a high up at a bank or something mm-hmm. whereas self-employment it's sort of a, a, a limitless up yeah there's a there, there's a limited down because you can always pull the plug yeah. and get back into job yeah but there's a, an unlimited that's what what you've just said there is exactly what I've said to people that have spoken to me about this since I've gone self-employed. Um, you know, well, what happens if the work dries up? Obviously, that's not good. Yeah. But I've got other stuff happening, you know. This time's allowed us to set up this business, for example, and, and other things that I've got going on. So, I'll, again, I wouldn't have had that uh, opportunity or time to do that if I was employed. Or I would have, but it would have been... It would have took a lot longer... Yeah. We've all got the same 24 hours in a day, haven't we? And of we've course. got to make the most of it, as much of it as we want to make out of it, haven't we? Exactly. And one of the things that, it's a, maybe a bit more in depth, but the, the government actually give you benefits of doing this. Yeah. They give you the benefits of taking risks. So <coughs> you, you can always look at like tax legislation for what the government want you to be doing. Mm-hmm. You go into self-employment, you can write off all your expenses... You're in employment, everything straight away is off. By the time you've received your money, everything's been took off. Self-employment, you make all your money, then you pay your tax. Do you know what I mean? So there's benefits to it. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a benefit, 100%. Yeah. The, bigger, the bigger your business goes, the more people you employ, the more benefits there is. Yeah. Amazon pay very little tax and they get away with it. Yeah. Why? Because they're so big, they're pumping that much money into the economy, they're serving that many people. They can do what the fuck they want, basically. Yeah, in a nutshell. It's just a reality, isn't it? Yeah. And if yeah. we if we don't like it, I'm sure there'd be more people moaning that Amazon weren't here than Amazon people moaning about Amazon not paying tax. I don't care that they don't pay tax. I'd rather have Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And people moaning about it are usually the first ones on Amazon Prime. <laughs> so, yeah. That's just, a, uh, once again, is that responsibility for taking control of your own life? I think, does it boil down to that at the end of the day? Because you're not going to... You can't... It's, it's, it's simply not... It can't happen by being reliant on a paycheck, can it? You can't be in control of your own well-being if you're in the at the mercy of someone saying, "I'm sacking you tomorrow." Yeah, it's just impossible, isn't it? It's, I think we have we've around about said this, but it's also uh, it's a self-worth thing as well. Mm. People not thinking that they can. Yeah, condition you know, to be I, small. How, how can I be self-employed? How, how how could I possibly do that? And you can. Mm. In most lines of work, a good friend of mine um, spoke to me about it when he was considering it about, it's probably going back two years ago now, and he did it. He's a mortgage broker, and he did all his, I think it's the CMAP, their qualification, it. Yeah, isn't yeah. it? He did all that in his own time, you know, went away, away from work, took holiday, did it all in his own time, took the leap, went self-employed, and he's, he's not looked back. He's doing fantastically well now. Um, and, you know, that, that's proof in itself. You know, you've just, sometimes you've got to just make that big decision and know in the background, which is what I said to him, if it doesn't work out, mate, you've got the experience that you need to just go and get another job, that, exactly like the job that you've just left. Yeah. So there's no reason really not to give it a chance if you are considering that. And he's done really well. You know, the, the mortgage advisor example, instead of just getting a flat 30 grand a year or whatever it was, 
doing multiple applications for whatever company he was working for, he now gets a cut of the fees. Now, obviously, the company that he was working for were taking all the fees before. He's getting where he's getting the money he should have been getting. Yeah, and he just for all the work he was doing yeah. before, and now he's getting paid for it properly. Good. And yeah, you can only take your hat off to people like that. Yeah. And all he's done is took a made a big decision and gone with it. Mm. Fair play. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the risks. What risks are there? Do you think of Being going self-employed? Yeah. You got your work drying up. Yeah. Just different uh, economy changes in the economy that affect you. Different legislation, heavy regulation. Mm. But I suppose you can also. I know we're trying to talk about the pitfalls here, but you can, in a lot of cases, you can reverse those pitfalls or su- supposed negatives into benefits. Now, what I mean by that is, like, for my, my experience, uh, the, the job that I do would, on average, be somewhere between a 40 and 50 grand a year a job, then a car, mm. then holiday, mm. a pension. Mm. You're talking, like... 70, 80 grand's worth of a package. Though. Definitely, man. And if you're self-employed, they haven't got to worry about your pension. They no. haven't got to give you a car. No. They haven't got to pay your holiday. So it, it actually can work... That can actually work in a positive fashion as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, companies not having to go out and, you know, employ somebody directly. No, no, we'll we'll take on... We'll take on a subby to do that. Because mm. we can get, get them in potentially quicker. Mm. They know the industry and they mm. can get going. We haven't got to train them because they know the industry and they can get moving straight away. So you can usually reverse some of these supposed negatives, pitfalls of self-employment, to be honest, like I just did there. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, when work dries up, I suppose, there's always a risk of that. But if work dries up when you're employed... That's it. You know, there's still the there's still the chance that a company could get rid of somebody, isn't there? Mm. I think that's just how it is, isn't it? In the property industry, there was a a big change in legislation a few years ago about the tax. Uh, mm. Where you can't offset your interest against your uh, on your mortgages off your tax bill. I mean, that's a joke. No other no other industry in the world does that happen. Like your interest, you offset that against your tax bill. And in property, if you're self-employed, you can't. So everyone moved everything into limited companies. So things like that, you're at the risk of legislation, but you just adapt. It might cost you a few quid, but you just adapt to what's going on, don't you? Mm-hmm. That's what we've had to well, do. Well, overnight, that would have that would have massively affected people, mm. wouldn't it? Well, they scaled it in over a couple of years, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. But but that was it. Things like that, you know, you caught nothing about it in the crypto markets. You know, if you're self-employed, you're looking for income, other income streams, and you've got, I don't know, 30, 40 grand in the crypto markets, earning, I don't know, 6 7% a year on them. And then your government says, right, cryptos are banned. <clears throat> and if we find out you're having them, your HMRC are going to come and cramp, clamp down on you or something. <laughs> but, you know, you can't live your life wondering what's going to happen. You've just got to be what what is yeah. And just deal with that, ain't you? And react to that, and be proactive, you know, to try and make something good for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, self-employment. Is uh, that's it, mate? For me, I don't know. Uh, is there any film you like to add? That's nearly half hour. No, I think that. I just thought it was worth a conversation because mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a lot of it's it's what a lot of people go through, isn't it? That that conflict of 
mm. maybe going self-employed, being your own boss, mm. like you said. So yeah, I hope that's been uh, worthwhile. I do enjoyed you, speaking about it. Before we shut down, do you think that it's a good idea for people to be maybe making, uh, let's say, a hundred and thirty percent of the normal income on a side business on top of the employment before they leave? So, for example, if they're making forty grand a year in employment, let's say, God, I can't have to work it out, but let's just say fifty grand in, in self-employment income before they leave the forty grand. Do I think that's how people should approach it? Do you think it's a good idea? I think it's a great idea. I wouldn't say it's realistic. No. No. I think that's doable. Put a bit of energy over a couple of years to get it there, but you could do that, I think. Yeah, I suppose with enough time, anything, most things are possible, aren't they? But I think where I thought you were going with that is that shouldn't stop you from making that decision, though. Because I think that's where people get... Mm. with these big decisions like oh well, when I've ticked this box this box this mm. box mm. I'll then make that decision yeah yeah yeah. but like you've already said in this episode life happens you know you can set out a plan and yeah something can happen in your life and that goes to shit Mike Tyson they said it yeah everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face there you go so yeah yeah I, yeah I suppose it depends what it is um, you know your background experience if, you, if you're capable of doing what you've just said brilliant and in a short space of time even better but I wouldn't let that stop you from having a go and just pulling the trigger and you know mm. taking the plunge and going self-employed because yeah. it's never the perfect time is it no it ain't it ain't and it's, it's like, a very personal decision based on your own circumstances it ain't a yes or no thing it's very grey yeah I don't think, like, if you haven't got any... I'm not really like that either, to be honest. You know, people have, like, from the age of 18, they've decided at this age they're getting married, at this age they're having yeah. kids, at this age we're going to have a house. It's just not life, is it? It's not, it's not reality. Nah. Um, you can do your best to sort of make it that way, but as I've just said, life happens, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So there you go. Cool. All right, so uh, Thinking Wealth... Podcast 506 or 7, I don't know where we are. 6, I think that was. Uh, check out YouTube, subscribe, download the podcast on all major podcasting platforms. www.thinkingwealth.co.uk slash subscribe. We're currently in pre-launch. We're loading loads of content onto the investment platform right now as we speak. Mastering your personal finances, Thinking Wealth. We'll see you in the next one. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye. Bye.